Yes, welcome to T25STL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio, United We Stand is the name of my show. I am your host, Galaxy Chief Andre Ward. This is Saturday, September 9th, 2017. It is currently 10 a.m. here on the West Coast of our nation, and the temperature here is a mild 64 degrees. It's 72 in Los Angeles, 80 in Tulsa, 69 degrees in New York, 61 in London, 80 in Lagos, 65 in the great Nairobi, Kenya. All right, let me do a little promo for those of you who um, are just listening in, give you a little background on our company here. This is t 25 Steel Entertainment is our platform for digital entertainment. Please listen to our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, hip-hop, gospel, and West African music as well. Check out the many artists with available CDs for downloading to your listening devices. We also have uh, what, five radio talk shows. On Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. <clears throat> Tuesday, Straight Talk with the Hired Russ, featuring Barbara McGee and Rodney Best. And on Wednesday, we have the songstress herself, Rosalind Jordan Mills and Rosalind's Corner. Thursday, you will hear Soul Vibrations with Corey Jeffries. And, of course, the show you're listening to now is United We Stand with my host, co-host, Dr. Nina Anakwaifuku. And starting today, September 9th, we have a new show uh, at uh, 1 p.m. Western Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, called In This Place with Daryl Thornton, Ronald Brooks, Mike Brown, and Brian Carter. Those brothers are going to be doing some dynamic things, and today is their first show in just a few hours. And so please support the brothers. Check them out. You better call in early because there's going to be a lot of people calling into that show. So we here at Galaxy Talk Radio, you know, I said it before, and I'm going to always say it before every show, you know, we're not professional broadcasters. You know, we're not like Joe Madison and Karen Hunter and those types. Um, we're just people wanting to get the word out and talk about um, social issues, global economic issues as well. And so we want to talk about the things that are just going on with us, common, average, everyday people throughout the world. And as you know, my name, my show, United We Stand, was named after our film, United We Stand. But the intent was to bring attention to the black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. And as I've said before, our spending capacity here in the United States alone would be equivalent to the seventh greatest economy in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with other black-owned businesses in the U.S. When dollars are not recirculated in the community, 
We have business failures and massive unemployment as we do today. Now, speaking of United We Stand, check out our film, United We Stand. All of us here at T2BYT Entertainment, we are very proud of our film that we did. And it's a reflection not only of the talent of our great artists here at T2BYCL Entertainment, but we wanted to bring light to the things that are going on in Africa as well and what the United Nations is doing and what the Millennium Development uh, Ambassadors, the Youth Development Ambassadors are doing uh, throughout Africa and the work that they're doing to uh, rebuild schools, the things that they're doing with education, poverty, un unemployment, uh, agriculture, cleaning up the water, cleaning up the air. And uh, we're going to be hearing from our brothers over in Nairobi, Kenya, pretty soon to address the issues and see where they are and what's happening over in Kenya. So those of you who are just listening in over the Internet or just on their website, if you want to call in to ask questions or make comments, just call in to 724-444-7444, and our show code is 139283. And then you can just hit uh, pound one or one pound, and you can come right on in. Um, I'm waiting on my co-host to join us, Dr. Nina Kwaku, and so he'll be joining us shortly. So what's going on in the world today? We have hurricanes happening in Texas and Florida, earthquakes in Mexico, climate change, racism on the rise, more UFO sightings, rumors of wars, the world is facing global economic collapse, and then there's, of course, our president, uh, Donald Trump. Is there going to be a planet Earth in the next four years? So whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to talk about, and um, let's just bring it to the table. Let's discuss it. And let me start with my brother on the East Coast, Brother Daryl Thornton, with his new show starting today. What's happening, Brother Daryl? Hey, how you doing, Brother Andre? I'm doing very well. Um, unfortunately, I'm having a little uh, technical difficulties in that you are coming in and going out, but uh, I can hear you right now. So right. I, I am, I am very, very excited to uh, be on your show today, and uh, just to let the world know that we will be there with our new show at 4 p.m. Eastern. Daylight Time, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, and 8 p.m. in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, we'll be discussing, uh, our show provides a platform for today's youth and young adults, and uh, we're going to allow them to ventilate. Uh, this is going to be a forum for them to discuss issues within their lives and to uh, reflectively listen to one another and to, uh, you know, just to let them know that there are solutions to their problems out here, okay? Um, a lot of juveniles and adolescents uh, today, today's youth, uh, you know, we're losing them. And this is something I'm going to talk about at 4 o'clock. We are actually losing that battle. We're losing the battle to these guys um, uh, because we're losing our youth and we're, we're, we're losing them to drugs and 
to the streets and to the gangs and losing them in record numbers. So we're going to provide a forum for them. Uh, we're going to have a counseling component connected to it uh, and uh, uh, let them vent and, again, let them know that there are some solutions to their problems because, you know, in my experience, Andre, but Andre, uh, a lot of our youth just don't feel that anyone's listening to them. And and they certainly don't feel that their parents are listening to them. So, you know, they, they, they need the mentoring and they need an outlet uh, to ventilate. And we're going to give them that outlet to ventilate. I'm glad you, you, you're mentioning these things because this is exactly what Brother Willis and Brother Nishak and what they're working on over there in Kenya. And the brothers are doing an outstanding job and of course they face the same challenges that we face here too is getting the economics together so that they can really implement the things that they're they're doing and these brothers are, are young soldiers and 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 they're very intelligent and I'm glad that they're hearing the, the things that you're saying because you know people who are abroad and have you know, opinions of the United States because they think that, I'm not necessarily saying them, but um, other people may think that, okay, because we're over here in America, everybody is rich and is living in the land of milk and honey. And that is not necessarily uh, the truth. And then we get all these other misconceptions about uh, black folks. All we are are thugs and gangbangers and shoot and kill one another, which is not a true fact as well, but the only black folks that really get some degree of positive exposure would be the high-profile basketball players, football players, and one or two baseball players, and and the entertainers in the world like the Jay-Z's and the uh, Beyonce's uh, of the world. And so... Um, but there, there's more to it. You know, some of us are struggling on a daily basis to make ends meet. And some of us, you know, that are in the middle class arena and that are, you know, living comfortably. And then there's some of us who are on the upper end. And, and Daryl, getting a little noise from your side. What you and, um, and there's also uh, black folks here in the United States that are PhDs that hold master's degrees and, and that are scientists and instructors and are, have their own uh, radio talk shows and television shows. And, and so there are some people that are doing uh, very well. They're in the political industry. They're in the medical industry. And so... But there's a combination of all of it here. And we here at T25CL, we just we don't have a local agenda. We have a global agenda. And now I have been tapping into sources and people that are providing funding for things that we're doing here and abroad. And we have put together a very comprehensive and detailed package together for funding so that we can solve problems here and in Africa. 
Now, what's going on with us are not the things that you see over the news. You're not going to see it on NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. You're not going to see it there. But there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes globally, and there is a movement to end global poverty. And it just so happens we here at T2 Bicell Entertainment are smack dab in the middle of it, and we are anticipating uh, being involved with it to um, help here in America and help out abroad. The thing of it is we can't do anything until the funds are released and so that we can help out. And then once funds are released, now that's when the real work starts. Money creates work and responsibility because there's going to be systems of checks and balances, oversight, and and all of that. So it's fairly easy to talk about it, but once you get it, there's going to be rules and circumstances that we all got to live under to um, – implement this, and to uh, make it happen. So let me go to Africa, and I'm going to come back here to the U.S., and let me introduce to everyone, or reintroduce, everybody uh, knows my brothers over in Kenya, and I'm going to start out with the star of the show, the upcoming superstar over there in Nairobi, this brother one day, watch out, he will be the president of Kenya. So let me reintroduce my dear brother and great friend in Nairobi, Kenya, Brother Willis Ayungu. <laughs> I, I, I know, I will come to Kenya and I will get the lessons, brother. <laughs> Brother President. As always, thank you so much, Andre. Uh, uh, now and and always for always your your kind introduction and and high energy into the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, particularly today, I'm, I'm so glad that. Uh, um, our 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 other guest that spoke initially uh, spoke so passionately about an upcoming youth-based show, and uh, this is interesting because, um, as Andrea said, we are leading this national and Africa-wide, uh, you know, youth movement that believes that at the core of uh, development practice and and economics. Uh, young people have to be involved. And we have done this previously through different ways. And we continue to do this in ways that we believe um, is going to give power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make decisions, power to, um, to be uh, involved directly in, 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 in economics at national at, at, or, or at continental levels and at global levels, placing this power directly into the heart of young people. And when we talk of the youth, um, I'm, I'm sure the context is quite different uh, in Kenya, for instance, as compared to uh, to America. In Kenya, when you talk about youth, you are talking about a very youthful nation. 
actually you, you can call it a young nation because the majority are uh, over 70 percent of the entire population is aged below 35 years so you are talking uh, essentially about uh, a, a young nation literally uh, as it were so we take the view that we've got to harness the power of this demographic we've got to uh, uh, nurture them but more importantly we've got to engage them um, um, in productive areas of uh, of our nation so we are so much focused on how to uh, alleviate uh, the massive youth unemployment that exists uh, in, the, in, the, in the country but also looking at young people not just as a charity case or or as people who need uh, solutions but but also as as, as a reservoir of, of 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 solutions themselves um many are talented uh, uh, many are educated but they do not have access to levers of opportunities particularly economic opportunities so there's lots of unemployed graduates and uh, and uh, uh, the script is the same in other sector. Um, well, well, let me ask you this. We, uh, uh, what, 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 tell the people here, because just like uh, Daryl, how he outlined um, the gangs, the drugs, the imprisonment, and these brothers there in New Jersey, they, um, you know, they deal with these youth. They counsel these youth. They work with the youth. And some of these youth are going to be on their radio show today. What exactly just like how he outlined it, what exactly specifically are the day-to-day the -day problems in Nairobi? Uh, um, actually, you, you'd be surprised that uh, uh, the challenges are, are not, 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 not quite different. But if I were to mention the top three, uh, it is, um, it is uh, involvement in crime, and uh, you know this is because of lack of opportunities. It is involvement in in, in drug uh, abuse. It is the waste of time, uh, especially productive time for those who have skills and and, uh, and knowledge in, in certain aspects. So the top three challenges are uh, is is, uh, is 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 drugs. It is uh, it is crime, but it it goes beyond that. There are also health issues with. Uh, majority of, of of this population you know uh, um uh, suffering from dif uh, different uh, uh health conditions uh, particularly uh, hiv aids because of the of the um unsustainable you know uh, 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 practices especially sexual uh, uh, sexual practices at, uh, at at adolescent and and that is associated with you know this kind of behavior so for for us we we, we analyze we, we take the problems and almost hello hello okay yeah you're going in and out you're going in and out well let me let me ask you this well let me go over to brother meshach let me go to brother meshach for a second brother meshach um if you had the necessary funds in order to implement um, what you guys do over there and can bring uh, solutions, 
what would you do in order to fix the problems as it pertains to the the poverty, the unemployment, the HIV? How do you, if you had the necessary funds in hand, what are the first things yeah. that you do? Well, uh, you know, uh, I think some, most of all, uh, uh, I'm speaking from a youth perspective. Uh, the issues with the youth in Africa, and uh, to less extent, say, uh, my country, are matters that should be handled at the national level, you know. And uh, it's a political issue, it's an economic issue. So, um, it, first of all, uh, looking at the industry from a broader perspective, because you realize that as a country, we are, um, we are an agricultural economy. What that means is that the entire economy is dependent on agriculture as a source for channeling the workforce. So you realize that as we graduate a lot of um, young people from the universities who come out with technical uh, courses and, uh, and and know-how, we realize that we don't have uh, industries to absorb these individuals. So what happens is you end up with a lot of uh, good brains that are wasted in um, micro-industries, small and medium micro-industries that are not really uh, giving out the output and investment that has gone into the kind of education and skills that they have. So what you end up with is a waste of a lot of brain in industries as guys strive to you know just earn a living for the day and you know move on with their life. So at the national level what needs to happen is an expansion of our industries so that we bring more uh, uh, labor intensive industries into our economy so that we can be able to absorb a majority of youth from technical and other uh, service industries. Uh, but from a, from a, lex, a lesser extent, uh, let's say at the micro level, at, um, at a non-profit level, what we currently do or what I see happening mostly is uh, coming up with um, intercapital firms that can be able to manage and um, invest in individuals who have uh, talents and creative ways of building their own uh, industries or other farms that can be able to you know, create job opportunities for the rest of the other industries in the market. So, with funds, currently, I think um, in as much as uh, we are an agricultural economy, uh, agriculture still holds a lot of potential in terms of economic sustainability. And so agriculture looks as one of the most immediate and easy wins for anybody who is looking to invest. Because if you look at other industries that needs, that are very technical and need a lot of expertise, you find that uh, the, the, the capital input that will be needed to bring those up is quite huge. So it will take a long period, take a lot of research and development before those industries can actually be able to be brought up to start running. I know mm -hmm. the government has been trying to revive some of these industries, like the sisal industry, the cotton industry, which are very labor intensive. Now that we have, uh, they've passed uh, a ban on plastics 
and uh, and in plastic paper, uh, the paper bag, the polythene. So realize if we had an alternative for that, uh, an alternative uh, for um, bags that can be used to carry shopping, say mm -hmm. within the sizeal uh, manufacturing industry, that would be something that would be actually pick immediately to be a, a very quick source of employment for the young people to join such kind of industries. If you uh, if you look at it from an IT perspective, uh, we would look at um, Look, let us take a SWOT analysis of our, of our market. We have the highest penetration of internet within Africa, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, have the highest penetration of uh, mobile phones. So, technology for this market is ripe. Technology. We have um, the highest level of um, mobile uh, financial services. We have Mpesa, which is a, a, a huge success in this region. This is something that is a phenomenon globally. We are the first market where mobile financial and uh, transaction has actually succeeded in the whole world. It was tried in the UK, it never worked, but it worked perfectly well in Africa. So oh, great, great. if I would delve into it a little bit, uh, what this does is that it, uh, it onboards the unbanked population, the guys who are not able to hold a bank account because of perception or the facilities cannot be able to get to where they are located. So with a mobile phone in their hand, they're able to actually be able to get banks and keep their phone, uh, keep their money within their phones and also be able to transfer a huge sums of money very fast uh, by passing the challenges such as uh, road networks and stuff like that, or wow. even um, taking their goods to market and exchanging uh, the value for the goods. So these are some of the, the wins that we have. Technology in Africa today is, in Kenya today, is, uh, is way, 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 very far in terms of it. All right, let me, uh, let me just say this too, and I'm going to go to Brother Daryl next as well, then I'm going to go to Brother Brian Carter. Um, last night I was watching Vice on HBO. And and they uh, and if anybody saw this, I know it was a rerun, but if anybody saw it, uh, what's happening in Nigeria there with yeah, the yeah. oil? It's it's just a damn shame what Shell Oil has done to Nigeria. I mean, you can literally see uh, the the lakes and the rivers flowing with this oil because of the pollution. And now you have these brothers that are going around that are, are sabotaging the, um, the the pipelines, and they're not. And, they're, and if you listen to what they're saying, they're saying they don't want to hurt people. They just want chill oil to get out of their land. They want the environment cleaned up, but these people are just raping, robbing, and pillaging. Uh, the beautiful land there of Africa for the sake of money and extracting out this oil and wasting it. And I know when you fly into Lagos and one of the things that you smell as soon as you get off the plane or getting air from the outside, it just smells like grease, which is oil. And the oil really permeates there in the air. 
So, Brother Daryl, did you see that last night on Vice, by chance? Uh, I think you just uh, called on me, Andre. I'm having, still having problems with audio. Um, I, I did have a question for the brother in, uh, in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, but since the audio was in and out, I believe you may have answered part of this question. Um, but regarding uh, the youth, and I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did you say 70% of the population in Nairobi, Nairobi Kenya are youth? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, 70% or 80% you're saying? Okay. So uh, regarding the youth, uh, which is a a pretty large uh, portion of the population there, uh, regarding the problems uh, in Nairobi, Kenya with uh, our youth, I say our youth because I happen to think that the youth all around the world um, belong to uh, belong to all of us, and we need to try to help and assist them wherever they are or we are. So, regarding the youth in in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, and and the problems such as HIV, drugs, and the young offenders, are there any? And, and I understand the economics that are involved and the funding, because I, you know, if the funding in this country has been alleviated. To uh, to the point where it's damn near terminated. They 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 are almost non-existence now. While there are some, it's not a lot. So regarding those issues of the young offenders, HIV, drugs, and you know the crimes that the young uh, young people are committing, are there any specific programs or assistance to help these young people? Um. Yes, um, there are um, there are quite a bit of uh, programs. So uh, you know these these programs as uh, is always some are led by the government and some are non-governmental uh, led. So so uh, as for for instance, you know um, the two of us uh, personally, I uh, we've been leading you know. Um, young people's involvement uh, in governance and especially in formulating uh, policies. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe we we take the view that uh, we take the view that of of course there there are different approaches that um, different uh, institutions and individuals would use to to try and tackle these problems. But uh, our priority is that if we get the policy right for youth responsive policies then we can we can considerably address some of the uh, challenges that young people experience so for instance when um we 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 drafted um um the Kenya youth manifesto which we led in uh, in in developing and preparing and finally launching and presenting to to leading uh, presidential aspirants and uh, and elected leaders um we we proposed quite a diverse uh uh, policy responses to the challenges that are affecting uh, young people, but that is not enough. You know, this is at, mm-hmm. uh, an advocacy level. Um, w- w- the, the government also leads certain interventions. So, for instance, in Kenya, there is uh, the National Youth Service, which is almost a paramilitary, you know, um, uh, agency that uh, uh, instills discipline, but also. Uh, uh, equips young people with certain technical skills that they can mm-hmm. immediately 
uh, uh, get uh, uh, employment opportunities. Uh, we have uh, we have an institution, for instance, that is called the the Kenya Youth Enterprise Fund for um, for for young people who are entrepreneurial and meet. Uh, the criteria for you know selection from the fund to benefit from uh, uh, this government fund, but in 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 all totality, uh, these interventions fall short uh, fall short beyond, uh, of meeting the challenges as they presently are. They do not even uh, ten or twenty percent of the challenges. So the the, re- the the responses are there, but they are not enough. They they merely meet between 10 to 20 percent of of mm-hmm. the challenges. A lot still needs to be done, uh, and especially mm-hmm. for us, we are targeting policy, uh, uh, youth youth responsive policies, uh, and influencing you know the powers that be to be responsive to young people to respond to their needs and to take them as uh, um, uh, a potential rather than uh, you know a threat to development and to and transmit this, 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 this potential to, to reap the demographic uh, dividend of the young population as it was. Sorry, we're, yes. we're, going, to go, we're going to go to uh, Brother Brian's waiting next, but before we uh, go to him, this is T25CL Entertainment Galaxy Talk Radio United. We stand, and make sure you guys check out uh, our website and the things that we do here at uh, T25CL Entertainment. And and uh, like I've said in the past, as we talk about black-on-black corporate crime, we're not talking about the the crime that's out there, the, the drugs and the gangs and and all of that. We're talking uh, about black-on-black corporate crime and supporting black-owned business. And you know, we don't necessarily to ourselves all the time and wear it across our forehead as a black-owned business, just the way it is. You know, we're owned by black, we're run by black, we're managed by black. But see the things that we do with our artists and stuff. So support us by uh, downloading our music, check out the, the books, look at our movies, and uh, we're at the real inception of really getting this thing really jumped off. But for right now, support us in our endeavors. Call into the talk shows. And when you're there at your desk and, and uh, working and doing the things that you do, listen to T25CO radio. That helps us out, too, with advertising radio. Listen to the great music that we have on there and uh, the, the wonderful music and the artists that we have here in T25CO and also uh, some of the favorites who you love to listen to as well. And our featured film, United We Stand, I'm going to be talking about that in a few minutes too with uh, a project that we have coming up um, shortly as well too. Let's go to our other brother in New Jersey. Uh, Brother Brian, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Good afternoon, Uh, gentlemen. How's everything? And and morning over there in in California and I don't know what time it is in Kenya, but how are you? It's in the evening there. I think they're about 10 hours ahead of us. So it's probably around dinner time there. So, yes, sir, brother. You ready to do this today, man? Yes, I'm I'm really excited. Well, you know, once your program is ended, towards the end of your program, I just have a 
couple of questions I want to ask you about the uh, the board, but I did hear your question to Daryl about the um, about the the oil spill in uh, Africa, and uh, yeah. unfortunately I didn't I didn't see the program, but um, mm-hmm. my question to and I didn't get his name the gentleman in Kenya. Now the, uh, the oil brother brother Willis and brother Meshach. Okay. Now, in, in in answer to your question, I really was wanted to know, since I know his focus is on youth, what how is it, how is this this oil this oil drainage of your country affected the youth? Are they getting involved in this, or have the uh, has the um, has the uh, government uh, have any influence on them to get involved in this oil oil extraction? Okay. Hey, um, um, hey, brother. Uh, no. Hello. I, I mean, in Kenya, for instance. Um, well, I, I would situate this in the larger context of uh, Africa's utilization of its natural natural resources, uh, as well as uh, uh, the issue of climate change. So, um, in Kenya, for instance, we have um, only started explore, uh, I mean, fi- uh, exploring oil at very initial stages. Um, in Nigeria, yes, there is the huge issue of um, oil spills and, uh, you know, its repercussion to, uh, to the environment. We know what happens um, at, at the Niger Delta, which is the major mm-hmm. oil state, and how it has impacted the environment. And how the local community uh, have been organizing, you know, to uh, to fight against uh, big multinationals uh, like Shell, um, um, and, and, and the, all this is documented. But uh, I think the question we have to to ask is whether we want to look at, especially the national na- natural resources in Africa, as a curse rather than as a blessing. In most parts of Africa, the, the, the resources are almost uh, um, uh, hurting rather than helping uh, 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 African causes. They have, uh, in many in many situa- situations, led to you know uh, more more evil than uh, uh, than good. Nigeria mm-hmm. is one in, uh, example. In Kenya, for instance, uh, in Turukana and the northeastern region where uh, oil has been discovered. Already we are seeing community, communities rising, you know, a documentary is done and then a, a, local, uh, a local resident says that all they see is huge machinery coming to, 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 their, to, their, to their land and, you know, they do not know what is happening. The community is not involved. And okay, then not to cut you off, let me ask a question. When, when they go into these yes. places and they do all this, all this, bring all this in, uh, all these, machinery in is it destroying the land and what is the what is the local what is the local uh political response to all this i mean are they are they in, embracing it or are they are they um are they getting as a matter of fact are they getting any kind of um financial financial feedback from anything that's going on with this with this oil extraction yeah, actually, that that is very good. In in the Kenyan situation, it is it is nothing. It is nil. That is why there's a lot of community now based organizations that is is rising to uh, to to question and to 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 prevent them from land takeover. You know, well, just to give you an example, 
major decisions about signing contract between a government and uh, and an oil extraction uh, uh, extracting company is done at the national level the local government has no say about what the government signs with a, a multinational to explore uh, oil at the at, at at the local level almost al- almost zero almost zero uh, uh, input and mostly it, the, the, the chief beneficiaries of, 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 say, oil would be the multinational on one hand and a few high-ranking high government officials who are charged with the responsibility of negotiating this contract, signing it, and then uh, looking at oil. Now, eventually, when the communities start rising, now they come with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with little gestures like you know a community initiative like here, here like sinking a borehole or doing something to appease uh, the local community so in terms of concrete involvement of the communities and benefiting from the their their the, the natural resources found within their locality they do not benefit the other thing is uh, is the finances in turukana for instance in kenya where oil has been discovered all of a sudden you know this was a desert uh, a, this area uh, uh, historically has been so, where the value of land, land has been very low. All of a sudden, when uh, oil oil was discover, discovered, this, the, the price of land quickly skyrocketed to unimaginable proportions. So it means that those who have the money now can travel from, say, the capital city of Nairobi to, uh, to, 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 to purchase these, these oil blocks. Uh, the communities will will be displaced, and in some in some cases, there's massive displacement. You know, the utilization of uh, uh, local resources, so they lose land, they, they make livelihoods, and uh, no one speaks uh, for them apart from the local organizing that uh, they do uh, at that level. So this okay, is so what this is, is, is this is I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So what is being done? To help the people, the local people, who who whose land is being taken, who who is being kept out of any financial gain with these people moving in, what is being done for these people? Yeah, if you're now, selling this oil, brother Willis, I mean, you know, oil generates a lot of money, and so out of yeah. the residuals of this money. Is any of it hitting at the local level for housing and roads and water purification, education, sustainable energy? Is any of these revenues hitting there, or are all these revenues kept at the upper ends of the the government in Kenya? Correct. That was my question. Uh, Actually, you would be surprised to note that a large... A large proportion of oil revenue, especially in the Kenyan context, ends at the national level. And recently, you know, Kenya has, has just come from a, 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 an election, a general election, and is uh, uh, going for a rerun of the presidential election. It, it even became a political issue where, you know, presidential aspirants were promising uh, uh, oil-rich oil uh, uh, localities that should they assume uh, power 20% or so, such a such a percentage of oil revenue will go back to the community. So you know, it is already being politicized. But as to what is happening uh, uh, locally to address the issue, 
um you would you would uh, you would uh, imagine by now that that action that is is happening would not be government led because already they are colluding with the, with the, with the, with the oil explorers there's a lot of action but they are non organized they are non governmental led they are individual led and they are advocacy groups you know that uh, come to educate the the, the the communities on you know uh, the value of, uh, of 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 their land and not not disposing of their land and, and and what it means to have, you know, for instance, oil in on 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 your land and and and, and things like this. So the actions are there, but um, they are non-governmental uh, sort of actions, and their community, you know, coming together to organize to speak. Um, uh, speak against uh, you know powerful uh, forces that are either taking their land or or, or grab, grabbing them or making them lose their sense of livelihood. Well, let me ask you this, Brother Misha. You know what we hear over here because see, here's the thing, you know, because I know that you guys over there hear things about us over here, and we hear things about Africa as well from this end. And here's something that all heard over here that Africa is the richest country in the world with resources. You guys have oil, you have gold, you have diamonds, you have other underground resources, which is minerals and and things that other governments need throughout the world in order to develop technologies, whether those technologies are for the good or for the bad. Um, Africa is riddled with underground resources. But the people in Africa and what we see on this end are, are being kept in poverty. Africa is should be the the Disneyland of the world with housing and with education and I mean there's billionaires uh, we I saw a report the other day on on the, the 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 most billionaires in the world and the majority of the billionaires in the world the black billionaires are in yeah. Africa and specifically Nigeria and so with all of these resources at your disposal. Any other country in this universe would be uh, a heaven on earth. But what we see and what we hear, and you know, and what we see over the television that's given to us. Uh, you know, I, I talk to you guys periodically. I talk to other of the UN ambassadors throughout Africa as well. We communicate. I've been there too. Nigeria. Uh, I went there for boxing, of course, but um, and, and I I hear the, the you know the, the the boots on the ground type of stuff. But a lot of our people here don't know. But by observance, you guys, okay, underground, of course, you are the richest. Above ground, you're some of the poorest. Why is That's this right. happening? Well, uh, the reason why I can say is twofold. One, um, and let me just make mention of uh, something that I think uh, uh, my brother Willis left out a little bit. 
uh, which is um, something called devolution that is enshrined on our on our constitution. What devolution does is that it centralizes, uh, it rather uh, decentralizes resource dissemination within uh, the country. Uh, like our, Kenya is uh, divided into counties, ease of, ease of uh, uh, administration. And that also plays out in terms of uh, resources, whereby there's a certain percentage of resources that needs to move uh, or rather go to the counties for development issues. And that now should be what uh, is captured when it comes to, say, disseminating resources for a particular county. Let's say you are uh, you're endowed with a particular resource, say it's oil, say, for example, in Kenya, we have a county, Turkana County, that has oil. It's been discovered in its early exploration, exploration stages. But what happens is on the ground, we need to have um, implementing some of these uh, policy issues so that uh, they take hold and actually uh, work to the benefit of the particular community uh, where that uh, resource comes from, or that is mined from. Uh, enforcing that, uh, these policies are actually uh, became central to some of the issues that were leading the political uh, rhetoric in these uh, uh, presidential uh, elections, and where there were groups who were, you know, aligned to not taking the resources to the ground, and there were groups blind to, you know, taking the resources to the ground. But uh, from a broader perspective, as you're saying, our issue has to do with leadership. And leadership in the sense that uh, they see a lot of neo-colonialism happening in Africa, both at, at um, multinational level, where we have companies that still come to Africa and get concessions in terms of um, production facilities where they can be able to steal siphon funds and ship them back to their countries, leaving uh, this is where you know, they make these pro uh, their profits with nothing to eat from. Pay the locals peanuts you know, and siphon a lot of funds back to their countries because they have a few uh, between, within the government who can actually be able to you know, uh, change hands with them and, you know, have these concessions actually uh, pass through. And these are some of the things we're talking about as, a young, as young people, that we want to see that we can be able to mop up some of these issues and bring them to the fore, be able to have them addressed, you know, at both levels, you know, involve so, the holders who we can have conversations with. Brother Misha, what you're saying is the politicians of the world, and especially here in the United States, pave the way for the corporations to come in. You cut deals at the upper end of the politics throughout Africa. You embolden the, the, the president and the administration of not only Kenya, but it's the other African nations as well. You make him rich, and he paves the way for these companies to come in, extract the resources, suck it out of the of the the country, make it the people slave-like wages there in not only in Kenya 
but other African nations. And, and so the people remained impoverished, but the, the, but the goods are extracted from the country and taken to the United States, taken to Europe, taken to China, taken to Russia, and these countries are building themselves up. Is that the short version of what really is going on? Exactly. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. And 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 uh, French President Jacques Zero once said that if there was no Africa, the West would be poor today. Well, of course. And, all, and, and also, he, Brother Meshach, uh, this country had 310 years of free African labor as well yes. that uh, got them a, a jump start on the world. So when the United States brags about how mighty and powerful it is, they need to really put an asterisk behind it and say, guess what? We got 310 years worth of free African labor. This is why yeah. we are the number one yeah. in this, or we are the number one in that. Hold on, brothers, because other people want to talk to you as well. Let's go to California. Then we're going to bounce over to Brother Daryl. California, where are you calling from in California? State your name, please. Come on, California. Come on, come on, come on. We didn't get hit with a flood. Talk to us. All right. California is listening in. Let's go back to Daryl. Hopefully we get the good reception, Brother Daryl. And Brother Daryl. Hey, Andre, how you doing? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. You know, sometimes. Uh, yeah, the, re- the, the, the reason I say that is because I was, uh, uh, I, I think part of the audio had to do something with the headphones, and I've taken them off. But I want to make sure that you guys can hear me. Uh, yes, we're hearing very well. Okay, great, great, great. Oh, we're, um, we're getting some feedback in the, in the background. You might want to turn your speakers down. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. There you go. Guys, is that better? Yeah, that's much better. No feedback. Okay, great. Well, um, hey, listen, I've been just, I've, I've been listening to all of this, and uh, I, I, I just really had just one thing to say at this particular time, um, and that's, that's that um, it is that I wanted to uh, commend Brother Willis and Brother Meshach for their contribution. As you know, Andre, you know, my, my compassion is helping the youth uh, for the past 30, 35 years. And it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a real compassion um, with me. Um, I, I, I take it very seriously. Um, they, our youth need help. They, they, they really do because, as I said, we're, we are losing the battle. And, um, you know, I, I take this same, um, this same attitude into my church, into my, into my counseling sessions, uh, which is what I do now with the young people as well as other people. Um, and so, you know, to hear that we have other brothers, especially in the motherland, such as Brother Willis and Brother Meshach, that are doing whatever they possibly can to assist um, our, our young black people. Because you know what, brothers? 
Brother Meshach and, and, and Brother Willis, and I'm going to mention this on our show. Uh, our young brothers here are in and out of jail, and I know that there, you know, there there are um, a lot of issues in Africa, uh, in Kenya, uh, uh, with with youth as well. But the recidivism rate, as I said, I'm going to mention this on my show, has escalated even from the 60 percent that it was to even higher. And and so we really need that. And, and, and it's so refreshing to know that we have other brothers, and as I said again, especially in the motherland, um, that are helping our, our young people propel themselves and, and advance themselves in any way that you can because, you know, if you win one battle, you win a battle. And if you win enough battles, brothers, you will win the war. But but you can't win the war unless you start from 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 uh, uh, from winning one battle or two battles. So again, I just wanted to commend you guys, uh, brothers. Keep up the the excellent work. I'm not going to say keep up the good work. Keep up the excellent work because you got a brother like me, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, and these brothers are doing the best that they can with the resource. Oh, get a little feedback in the back. I got to meet you up for this. You're still getting some feedback, I guess, from your speakers there. Uh, yeah, these brothers are doing the best that they can do with the resources that they have. And so, but they are a part of our global agenda here at T25CL Entertainment. And at the appropriate time, um, we're going to make all of this manifest in itself. And we're going to make things happen to uh, assist these brothers because they need the monies to do what they're doing in Kenya. So our our global agenda is also exclusive of these brothers and the group of people that they're working with and with the other UN ambassadors um, that spread throughout Africa. Um, let me say this one thing, and and uh, and I definitely want Brian and Brother Daryl to uh, tune in on this, and, and especially the brothers from Nairobi. You know, we see these hurricanes uh, originating from the west coast of Africa, and then they're coming up to the Caribbean, and then coming up the east coast. And if you really look at it, that route was the same route used during the slave trade. I've often heard that when the Africans were captured, there was a curse uh, put upon um, America and that route. These hurricanes never touched the west coast of Africa. They usually come up that same route, and wherever the slaves were dropped off, they are feeling the wrath. Of this, and I know my brothers from New, New Jersey, you guys are in the ministry there in New Jersey, and our brothers in in Africa who know our history way better than we do. We're still learning um, who we are and where we came from, what tribes we came from. So, my brothers, have you guys there in the motherland? ever heard of such a thing as a divine curse put on those slave routes uh, there in in Africa and coming up by way of the uh, 
Kenya, brother, brother, up, I mean, up to the Caribbean, brother Meshach. Have you ever heard of something like that? No, I haven't had of anything like that. Okay. I'm hearing it from. I don't know if Wilson has had of it. Wilson, Willis, sorry. Okay, and as soon as brother Willis comes back on, I think we lost a connection with him. Uh, brother, brothers from the East Coast, have you guys ever heard of anything such as that? Uh, I'll tell you, Andre, no, no, I have not heard anything such as that. I've, uh, I've had my, uh, my cousin and my uncle, uh, uh, my two cousins and my uncle, uh, just recently come back from Kenya. Um, and they, they viewed, uh, you know, um, I, I think there was a, a canal um, that the slave ships went through. Um, and, and I did hear that there was something involved with that. Um, but I've not heard of any such curse being put on the route itself back to this country. But it's very interesting yes. that you would bring that up because as soon as you said it, for some reason, I knew that's where you were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, there's got to be a uh, price to pay for something like that that it happened when you extract hundreds of millions of people from their home and brought here and the horrific things that were done in that process. There's got to be a payback somewhere along the way. Am I yeah. right or wrong? No, you're right. There's got to be some sort of legacy attached to that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, how could you not? And you know, listening listening to uh, what you just said, if you look at where the hurricanes are hitting, especially with uh, Harvey and and uh, Irma, most of the um, most of the damage is being done to where the slave ships came in, and um, mm. it, it's a, it's a thought. It, it's a thought. I've never, I personally have never heard heard that there was a curse put on that tree, um, that slave route, but um, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not something to, it's not something to disagree with because it's just a possibility. Yeah. And if you if you notice, if you notice, ninety percent of the hurricanes don't come up east. So they come from the east to the west, and all of a sudden no, they I'm, make a north. Northern uh, turn. No, I'm and saying, then, I'm saying, I'm saying they don't come up to the East Coast. Not that there were right. slaves, some some slave ships that were brought up here, but most of them, most of them come in. I and I went to um, Jekyll Island in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, which was where mm-hmm. one of the first one of the first slave ships came in, and we uh, we had a tour and we had a conference about uh, where the slave ship came in, and we went down to the beach and we prayed and everything. So I, that, I can't I can't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, and and we do know that yes, they did come up that route and and heavy trade that went into uh, Virginia and up through Maryland, and then at that point in time they were held and then sold off. Uh, my great great grandfather was sold in uh, Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina. Wow. And and he was bought by a slave master in Texas, and he was brought into Texas from North Carolina, and he was sold at the age of eight. As a matter of fact, it was um, eight of them, the brothers and the sisters. They were taken away from 
their mother and father. Mm. And all, and he was the only one that was sent to Texas. The others were sold to another slave master there in the uh, North Carolina area. So it's our history here, brothers, is just riddled with sadness. And, and you know, I, I know that we go to church every week and we give thanks to the prophets of old, but we got to also give thanks to the people who suffered on those slave plantations and, and picked the cotton and uh, turned the fields and, and then just got raped and lynched and castrated. You know, we owe a great deal of thanks to them. And so instead of us celebrating these other strange holidays that we get involved with, we got to give thanks to the people who paved the way so that we could do the things that we are doing today, even over our radio networks. And, and and those billionaires that we have here, the Jay-Zs, the Beyonce's, the athletes the, uh, that we ad- admire on the television and stuff, you know, somebody paid one hell of a price so that Yes. They could be out there doing the things that they're doing. And then when I look at the, the youth that you guys are working here with, you know, those who are kept in in the prisons and those in the gangs and stuff, you know, and I just looked at, at that as, as an extension of our situation here in America. And instead of America giving us an exit interview back in 1865 during the emancipation, they still kept us at this level. Now, you got freedom of choice to extract. Nobody's forcing you to take drugs. Nobody's forcing you into being in a gang and all of that. You have the freedom. You have a right and the choice to go and get an education get job training, to get loans. You you have you have that opportunity. It's there. But no, but, let me just uh, interject a point. I'm sorry. <clears throat> but yes, I have to say this. I have to say this. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we do have the choice. But you know what? Um, because of the limited resources and because of the limited opportunities, let's remember this word, opportunity, um, things move so very slowly. Because just like you mentioned, 1865 with the Emancipation Proclamation, um, you know, when, 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 and was it really that year when the slaves were free? You know, we also had a choice then. We were free. We can go about and do what we wanted to do. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. We're free. But what opportunities? What excuse me? What opportunities uh, were presented to us? None. Nothing whatsoever. Consequently. Most of the slaves remained where they were because yeah, right they had they nowhere were. to go. They had no food. That's, right where they were. That's right where they were. Yeah. So yeah, they, that's all you knew. That's all they knew. That's all you knew. Exactly. So they, they stayed there. They stayed there because the opportunities did not present itself to them. And you know what, man? It's the same thing today. You know, you know black people, African-American boys and girls have, should have the same opportunities to um, uh, to education uh, as any other race on this planet, but we don't. 
and it's just uh, it, you know it, it's 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 the same way as it was back then. These opportunities yeah. don't present themselves, and it didn't present themselves in. So how slowly is this uh, transition taking? It's taking forever. But why is it taking forever? Why is it taking forever? Because we don't have brothers like you, Andre. We don't have brothers like myself. We don't have brothers like and and we do on a smaller scale, you know, to to help advance this cause. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just had to kick that in. Now let me ask my brother let me ask my brothers in Africa. Um the 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 youth in Africa, I mean we, 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 we talk about the opportunities here in the United States, but the youth in Africa, do they have the same opportunities? And if they have those same opportunities, are they being held back by the government or um, can, they, can they pursue those opportunities as they wish? Hmm. Um, well, uh, I, I think... Uh, 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 sure, okay, go for it. Uh, uh, Whether it is in Africa or in the United States, we should not wait for opportunity to present themselves. Rather, we should pursue and vigorously and aggressively, uh, you know, go after opportunities, but not knowing also that the opportunities are competitive. Uh, Now, having said that, in in, in Africa, there's a lot of uh, uh, factors that hold young people back in their access to opportunities or, or, or in the uh, uh, so, someone has on a streaming. Somebody's phone is ringing. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Okay, okay, sure. So, uh, okay. For, for for us, the, the the challenges, especially in accessing uh, opportunities for a young person, are take different dynamics. There is uh, nepotism, there is tribalism, where the, the last name of your the, the, your last name matters if you are to access, say, a government tender or uh, or or a business opportunity or a job opportunity. Uh, there is. Uh, there is the third factor still counts uh, very highly. You you may have, you know, two people who have same qualifications, but one would be denied an opportunity simply based uh, on uh, their ethnic uh, ethnic background. But uh, ultimately, there are also other factors like, uh, uh, you know, the opportunities themselves are very few. So you know, you cannot talk about. Uh, challenges to accessing opportunities if, uh, in the first place, opportunities are not there. So, first of all, there there has to be a deliberate uh, uh, effort to uh, to create opportunities before we even start talking about accessing opportunities. Um, and, and this takes time. Okay, we're getting a, we're getting a bad connection from your side. Brother Willis, I don't know if you've heard his response, Brother Brian, or not if it came through, but it yes, just sounds like opportunities is is 
what they're, they're saying is needed for the youth over there. But I do see something synonymous to what you guys are doing in New Jersey and what they're doing in Nairobi is working with the youth. But, of course, everybody needs more resources so that we can get the job done effectively. See, it's one thing we're getting the youth together, but we we got to have an exit strategy as well to be able to offer them training and employment, and that's where we're all trying to go. Okay, this is T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio United. We stand. Uh, let's go back to the boards again. Let's see if, if they're there from California. California, are you there? Okay, I guess California is still just listening in. No problem. Let's go to Northwest California. Go ahead, call us. State your name. That's Dr. Franco, brother. Uh, Dr. Brother. I don't know what's going on, but it's breaking up kind of bad. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're on a cell phone or something. Yeah, I'm on a cell phone because I, I couldn't get back home in time to, you know, be on the show. So, But normally it's not that bad on a cell phone. But anyway, yeah, I'm you. here. I just, just want you to know. Go ahead. Oh, Okay. Uh, I'm glad that you called in because, you know, we, we, we're at, uh, Brother Bear, i got to beat you out again. There's some noise coming back in from your side. Uh, we here at T2Fiteal Entertainment, not only do we address the issues, but we make our attempt to solve the problems, just like how we're making our attempt and objectives to help solve some problems on a local level there in Nairobi. We're also doing it here. And uh, Dr. Quay Koo and I went up to Sacramento on Thursday, and uh, Brother Ricardo as well. And we met with the Urban League up in Sacramento. And so they invited us to come in to short film. Uh, United We Stand, for which we're going to do that on November 3rd, and Dr. Kwaku and some other doctors are going to be hosting uh, some workshops and and discussing this issues, these issues that we're talking about now and, and other issues as well. And so uh, we're doing it here, and we may be doing it on a smaller level until we do have the opportunity to present ourselves on a much grander scale, but they have offered us uh, facilities up in Sacramento to show the film and to have the workshops and have an entire day um, uh, in, 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 in doing this. And so we welcome that opportunity because it's one thing I could say to uh, brothers from here and abroad, take advantage of the smaller opportunities as they come your way, because smaller opportunities will lead into bigger opportunities. And when Dr. Kweku did uh, his, his uh, film uh, festival a couple of weeks ago, we just showed the one film by Brother Dapo Aguro from uh, Nigeria. I mean, the, the brother and the sister who were there from Sacramento, and they humbly invited us to come up and to do something up there. So... The small things lead into the bigger things. And I did get a, a note from Dr. Bradford today, Dr. Koiku, and, 
and uh, I haven't had a chance to digest it as yet, but the few lines that I was reading while I was doing the show, uh, it seems as though they are very much excited and prepared to accept us and to do this event on uh, November 3rd and, and, and coming up. So it's, it's working, and so we're not just talking about it. We're being about it here at T25ZL Entertainment. Okay, Doc, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was just listening to you, uh, uh, you know, talk about what's going on, and, uh, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's uh, it's not about talk. It's about doing, being consistent. In fact, I was on the phone uh, with a brother last night from Washington, D.C., who's from, uh, he's from Nigeria also, and we were talking about uh, what we need to do uh, to, uh, you know, to really reclaim Africa, uh, worldwide, you know, uh, he was talking about how Africa is in debt to almost all of these nations because they're coming in stealing all the resources and allowing these uh, uh, governments to set up and operate just to keep the people at bay while they steal everything. And uh, and the reason it's like that is because they don't have any economic control. We must, mm-hmm. we must, we absolutely have to have economic control of our lives in order to to be able to do the things that you're talking about, to work with the young man, to to be able to once we start working with them, to prepare them, uh, you know, for for whatever area of expertise that they wish to endeavor in. We can't offer these things unless we gain control of of our situation, and that means worldwide. That's Africa. That's here, because I'm I'm working with these brothers from uh, who are the sons and daughters of Africa, and I'm hoping that they're going to be one of the presenters at the at the uh, event that we're going to have on the third, they're going to come in here from uh, from Washington D.C. So I'm glad you gave me the date because I didn't know he didn't send me a message about the date on the November the third. But now I can start to work around my people in in terms of how we're going to do this. No, so, I uh, sent yeah. him. A, I sent him. A, I sent him and the sister a letter, and I requested that date because it's on a Friday. And I think that Friday would be a, a good day to do it and people a little bit more at ease and more relaxed and stuff on Fridays and stuff. So yeah. I just threw that date out there to see if uh, uh, if oh, it was feasible. Yeah. So uh, like yeah, I think yeah. I that, that he sent oh, to me today. Oh, okay. So he hasn't responded yet. Okay, great. All right. Yeah, I, Okay. Um, I know our brother's got to do a show today in, in about an hour and 45 minutes. So I don't want to keep them too long. So, Brother Brian and Brother Daryl, uh, <clears throat> let's wrap this up today so you guys can get prepared. So, uh-oh, a little noise on Daryl's side. Brother Brian, go ahead. Go ahead. Just Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, any last uh, comments for the brothers over in Kenya and uh, briefly give us an overview of your show today. Well, you know something? I, I really appreciate hearing from the brothers in Kenya because, um, you know, we we are so inundated with um, the, social, the social media here, but we don't hear enough about how how our, re, our resources are, 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 are drilling and all this stuff are affecting the people over there. And I was glad to hear this stuff because it, it gives me a, a, a broader perspective of what's going on. And um, 
like I said, tomorrow, today at four o'clock, we're we're starting our show uh, in this house, and we're trying to we're trying to capture the youth and see what they're talking about and how they feel about things and what we can do to help them. So, yes, uh, you you brothers in Africa, we 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 hear your cry, and you know we're we're if there's anything that we can do on our end, you please let us know. All right, let's go to Brother Daryl. Hopefully there's no noise on this side. Let's try him again. Brother Daryl, go ahead. Hey, Brother Andre, how does it sound? Yes, how does it sound better? Yes, you're okay. Okay, great. Um, well, you know, once again, um, um, well, I'm happy to hear Dr. Kwaku called in. And uh, once again, I just wanted to uh, just, just commend the brothers. Uh, brother, wow, I hear something there. Brother, brother Willis and Brother Meshach over in uh, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, for the, their diligent efforts uh, in helping. Because as Brother Brian said, you know, we read a lot. Um, sometimes uh, things are on, uh, uh, or information, I should say, comes through on multi uh, social media. But it's nothing like hearing it firsthand from some brothers who are in the backfield doing it. And I really appreciate it. And these are some of the things that we'll continue to do here. And I just know, with God's help, we'll be successful. So thank you, brothers. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah. It's good to have them on. And, and they are part yeah, of this T25CL family. And uh, we're also going to be bringing on the other ambassadors throughout Africa as well on upcoming shows. Brother Meshach, let's wrap it up for the day. Go ahead, brother. Brother Meshach, are you there? Okay, we may have lost him. Brother Willis, are you there? Um, yes, I'm here. All right, we're wrapping up today. So any closing comments for for the audience? Uh, thank you so much. Um, it was wonderful uh, participating in the show, um, as always. I appreciate uh, interacting with uh, my fellow uh, uh panelists and, and, and show guests, uh, I'm happy to learn that uh, there is an upcoming show that is uh, uh, a, youth, a youth show, and uh, we look forward to uh, to taking part or, or supporting uh, that show in, 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 in whatever capacity uh, from here uh, in Kenya, giving uh, our perspectives from here. On to the 3rd November uh, show, we are also... Uh, ready and willing to participate uh, to, to to support uh, this event of uh, United We Stand in, in whatever way we could uh, arrange our team here to participate through video technology just to make sure that the audience is aware that this is a, a global movement and that we are we here are also involved and uh, are keenly uh, uh, you know uh, partnering with the uh, with the with, with the film. Um, we uh, here are, are also um, uh, beginning a new a new show on um, a, a TV show, um, youth TV show, not radio. Um, uh, so it is um, uh, audio visual, um, and we are having our first show very soon. Actually, the show will be moderated by uh, Meshak, as well as um, uh, other co-moderator, but I'm the uh, director of the of, of of the show, so we want to continue talking about uh, uh, youth issues this way. Uh, finally, uh, we cannot always achieve what we are able to achieve without uh, 
support and, and from our different partners and uh, as organizations or as, as individuals. Uh, I welcome uh, you listening uh, to uh, be part of uh, our efforts to make uh, uh, Africa a better place to live in for a young person uh, through partnership uh, uh, of, of a contribution or a support in whatever way and uh, we so that we can do this together and move uh, uh, the, 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 the needle. Uh, thank you. Okay, all right. Dr. Kwaku, you want to wrap us up for the day? Um, I missed most of the show, but I do apologize to you guys, but I had an emergency with my friend, her son. Anyway, I would just like to say that to all of the brothers and sisters who are tuned in to United We Stand is that we must start to, we must have a change of mind and how we think uh, and, and about Africa. Africa is a landmass, but it's also a spiritual place uh, that's worldwide that we need to encompass that, that kind of thinking if we are going to start to work together to overcome all of the uh, obstacles that, that the powers that be, and we know who they are, the people who control the wealth, control uh, the cultures and the activity that go on. So just be conscious that, uh, you know, that we're fighting for our very existence. We're fighting for respect. We're fighting to, we're not fighting for acceptance anymore. We've already been accepted by the creator. Thank you. Yeah, yes, sir. And uh, I want to thank Brother uh, Meshach and Brother Willis for uh, tuning in with us today and sacrificing your time and and with us getting a better understanding of one another. And I'm glad that you uh, met our brothers there up in uh, New Jersey. I'm glad we made that connection as well. And I appreciate the gesture, too, uh, with your support from over there. And so, but my thing is tell people about United We Stand and just uh, pass it up and let people look at a film and, what, one thing I do need from you guys that have seen it over in Nairobi, I need you to write some comments in on uh, on the show, on, on Vimeo. And so that stuff will show up. There's a comment box where you can write comments. And we definitely want to get your thoughts uh, from Africa as well. So those comments go a long way. So whenever you get a chance, because I know you guys have seen the film, just you can go back and log back in and just uh, issue some comments and your feedback and especially from an African perspective. So we're doing our thing from this end. We're looking forward to a, a very successful event coming up on November 3rd. And um, there's going to be uh, dignitaries there from the greater Sacramento area. And like Dr. Clay who said, people probably will be coming in from Washington, D.C. and probably other parts of the country as well. And so we're very excited, very motivating, motivated in um, doing it, uh, too. And we're looking forward to doing it again in other locations and stuff. So we're getting the word out because United We Stand is not just about us. It is about Africa, and it is about our great artists that we have here at T25 Steel Entertainment. And after we originated that name, United We Stand, guess what? That United We thing is popping up all over the place right now. Spike Lee 
famous film director here in the United States is, is using that name, United We Stand, in a film project that he's using right now. And now, all of a sudden, United We is popping up all over the place. I saw it in my neighbor's window uh, yesterday where she's got a sign in a United We Black something, and she's a white person. It's up. So it's this United We phrase is really catching on, and guess where it all started? Right here at T25 Steel Entertainment. And so people are watching us. They're observing us. They're watching the moves and things that we're making. And so, brothers and sisters, let's keep up the great work and what everybody is doing. And pretty soon, c 25 Steel is going to be a household name, just like uh, the, the names of the companies and the entertainers and stuff that you are very familiar with to this very day. So uh, looking forward to the brothers and their show coming up in about an hour and a half. I don't want to detain you cats any much longer. I know you got to get prepared for it. And so we'll be tuning in at uh, 1 o'clock. And so Brother Brian, Brother Daryl, and the other brothers, we're going to be there to support you. And and I'm not going to say good luck. You don't need no luck. You just go <laughs> ahead on there and you, you knock him on out today, hit a grand slam, do, do a touchdown, hit a, a jump shot from 50 feet out, whatever you got, hit a hockey goal from 100 yards away, <laughs> whatever you got, just go ahead and do it, knock him on out. And uh, this is your first show, so handle it, and uh, we'll be right there with you, brothers, to support you along the way. So with those final words, I'm hotel. Peace be with you. Assalamualaikum. See you guys in a few hours. Okay, have a good day, then. All right, bye-bye. All right. Okay. Hey, 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 Andre, Brian. Yes. Yeah. Did you want to ask Andre something? Well, you know what, Andre, are you going to be able to... um